Welcome to Slayerfest 98. I'm your host, Ian Carlos Crawford, and joining me is my lovely co-host. He hosts my bloody Judy with me. Uh, Zachary Patton Garcia. Hi, Zachary. We're here. It's the end of season seven. I know, we man, I closed the hell mouth, but now we're here to talk about the closing of the hell mouth. We are. This is the episode post-chosen where we're at the motel in a diner somewhere <laughs> figuring out the next move. <laughs> That is very appropriate. Um, yeah, so we're doing the Season 7 recap. Uh, Zachary, would you like to introduce our guests? Yeah, we've got two great guests with us today. We've got SlayerFest98 editor. Ashley Hullett. Hi, yeah. Ashley. And we've got writer, comedian, and soon-to-be SlayerFest98 co-host for all of the Angel coverage coming up soon because SlayerFest is not over yet. <laughs> Ryan Houlihan. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> yes, it, there, we will be taking a break. after We have one more episode after this one, and then it'll be a little uh, three. What do we do the math? Zach? Don't three ask weeks, me to break? do a math. That is homophobic. <laughs> 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 I think it'll be a three week break, um, but we'll be back. Uh, we'll be covering Moon Knight and all the Marvel movies that are coming out. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about season seven overall. Uh, I almost didn't do a recap episode just because like we talked so much in the finale, but I do feel like it's still worth to recap the season as a whole, and we've done one every season. Uh, we'll do, like, you know, overall feelings first, because I know we have two big Season 7 super fans here. Uh, Zach, how do you feel about the season as a whole? I fucking love this season. I was talking with Alistair about it yesterday, because I was like, you know, I I just don't even know what I would really have. I mean, like, there's negative stuff to say about it, but overall, I just, I, I like the vibe of it. I like, even though it really doesn't get into its story until, like, the very end, mm -hmm. right? Like, those last five episodes are really, you know, should have been the whole season. Um, it's still really cool, and every, all the, like, standoff episodes that they, they standalone episodes they do, like, they all, I don't know, they all hold up for me, and I like, I like everything. I like the styling of it. I like the vibe of it. I like the, the tone is, I like something darker, so I really like season six because it's so dark, and this is a little bit lighter than that, but still plays into a little bit of that, that darkness that I like for it. And it's just, no, it's just a feel good season for me. Ryan, what do you feel? Um, I think that this season has some high highs and some great standalone episodes, like you said, and I do like the first, I love the vibe of everything. However, the politics of this season and the ways that it's portrayed to me, the whole season just seems very much to be an endorsement of reactionary politics until the very end. Um, <laughs> it also seems to be very pro, like, Bush-Iraq war stuff, which I've talked about before. But, like, I, to me, in the context of the show, I guess it makes sense. But it just throws me for a loop every time. And I, I do think that Buffy's speechifying, while I do love a lot of the monologues, I think they're so great. Um I think it does get, it becomes so, like, they have to comment on it because it becomes so yeah. just like, we're just going to do another one of these. We're all going to, like, and it, it, sometimes it sounds like the writers are trying to hype themselves up to get through the <laughs> season. Um, but I, I, I think I enjoy everyone's arcs. I do like what they chose to do, like, from the outset for most of the characters. Um, I just wish... I guess season seven feels like a couple different seasons to me. Like it feels like pieces of different seasons pushed together. Okay. And each of those seasons I would have loved to see play out in full. Like I would have loved to see Buffy working at the high school for a whole season. And we didn't really yeah. get that. And I would have loved to see the first and like truly Sunnydale becoming apocalypse zone completely empty for a whole season. We didn't get that. Mm -hmm. um, but we did get a taste of all these things that I like. So 
you know, I I I I fall somewhere around saying it's like eighty percent good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, but that's it's easier to harp on the things I don't like. <laughs> that's still a lot, though. Eighty yeah, percent yeah. is still like that's a really good endorsement for yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah. Ashley, what do you think? I also love season seven. Um, <laughs> it's definitely one of my favorites. Some of the plot points get a little muddy, as have has been pointed out, but I still think it's very entertaining to watch. The stakes are high. I like that we're back in the school. I like seeing Don be a little more involved. I do wish that we had gotten more of like Buffy training Don and more Don and Buffy bonding time, but we get a little bit of it and I'm here Mm. for that. And I like seeing that. And kind of like Zach said, the standalone episodes are all really good. In my opinion, I like to revisit them and it, it doesn't disappoint me. I love season seven and it ends so well. Mm. Yes. It does. That, yeah. that I think we all agree on, right, Ryan? Yeah. After watching the series finale, like how do you look back at the rest of the season and be like, oh, no, it's, it's <laughs> right. stupid. Well, you know, it's just like it gives you that softness. You got to just a little bit yeah. softer. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. I just so like for the Patreon uh, <clears throat> shameless promo, I've been going through <laughs> season seven with my mom and we just watched Chosen last night. And it was really funny. Because she was like, I liked it, but I'm sad it's over. Like, she felt very like, that was a really good finale, but I still want more from the show. Mm-hmm. And I I do feel like that's the sign of a good finale, though, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. that you you can say, oh, that was good, but I still want more of the show. And I felt like that kind of encapsulated how a lot of us Buffy fans feel, where it's like, shit, that was good, but God, like, you know, you Zach, you mentioned, like, I would love to see them, like, the hotel they went to, or, like, where they went to stay yeah. after this, and, like, I'm very pro. Like, I wish that back then they'd realized that you can end a show for a little while and come totally. back like 10, 15 years down the line. It doesn't mean it has to end. Totally. End. Just like pause it. And if everybody wants to come back at a certain point, because like when I saw the X Files do that, like whether you liked the comeback yeah. or not, like it's a great idea yes. because it's like you don't ever have to really end something. Um, I remember watching this, the <laughs> the series finale of Desperate Housewives and being like, this feels like it's like way like it, it's dragging on yeah. way too long. Like this was this was the end, but we watched, like you said, Buffy, and it's like, I want more of this. Like, I want to see what happens after this because we've just set up such a huge plot mm-hmm. point. Yes. That we're not gonna like. I mean, we get we get season eight, you know, comics, yeah. but still, it's not yeah. the show. Yeah, are you kidding? If one more person on Instagram or Twitter is like, "Do you know the comics exist?" I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what's tough? What's tough for me is that I really, really wish that they had done that. I really wish that they had said to themselves, like, when we have a Sex in the City style. Although this is not true of Sex in the City, but this is what <laughs> they say. Um, when we have another story to tell. We'll want to tell another story. And I think that's a great way to like call, especially for TV, something serialized. I understand that there are properties and there are um, like IP for which a definitive ending makes sense, but it doesn't make sense for a TV show. It doesn't make sense for a whole world filled and packed with characters that literally just launched another game changing idea. And I actually think as much as I do love season five of Angel so much, I really, it's my, it might be my favorite season of that show. I, yeah. 
without Cordelia uh, obviously being a huge <laughs> asterisk. Um, but I I wish maybe that there wasn't a spinoff on because it would have put more pressure on them to come up with other properties to continue the yeah. world instead of doing a year of Angel where we got a little taste of things and then kind of that petered out because of the CW change. And then they're like, well, we've got the comics going. And I didn't love that. I felt like Buffy. And I said this at the, I don't know if any of the listeners listened to the whole last episode. I, I said this before, which is it felt like they set themselves up to tell thousands of more stories uh, uh, completely related or unrelated or like they they opened up the whole planet to Slayer stories and then we didn't get any and it's mm-hmm. such a blue ball situation. <laughs> And it's such a positive ending, right? Where you get so many, like, uh, like speaking of definitive finales, it's like almost uh, all these successful shows feel like they have to have this big definitive finale where something has to happen and it has to be like this, this grand ending, ending, yeah. you know? And this one gave us, rather than that, it gave us, you know, a, a future. Like we see more future yes. than we see ending. And it is kind of, it is, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little shitty. We didn't get any more of that. <laughs> I mean, you know, we had Monica on Zach and I, uh, got to speak with her and she did say Monica, who was going to be the, the revival showrunner. Um, and she did say like the, the, the thing that she says, which I think is very smart and fair of her, but also like, I understand. She says it's like a date that like, she would still do it. Like it, it's like this hot person yeah. asked her on a date that she had had a crush on forever and then kind of like flaked. But like, if that person asked her again, she would still do it. And she is, I mean, right, Zach, we talked to, she's is clearly a Buffy super fan, like all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think the story is there. Um, I wonder if, it's because of you know who that they are like a little reluctant. But that's so fucking ridiculous because oh, like yeah. I, 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 as, as shitty as he is, right. I still feel like if he needed to step aside and let everybody else do it, I feel like he would. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm getting him wrong on that. I think he's even smart enough to be strategic enough to say it's better for my legacy if I step aside and someone does something good with this than for me to hang over it and everyone's waiting for me to die to reboot this thing. <laughs> like, I really think it would be he, – he can see the big picture. But I also think it's a consequence. Again, the CW change fucked over Angel. I think the Disney purchasing Fox – kind yeah. of fucked over yeah. Buffy fans because they have bigger fish to fry in their eyes. They're like, yeah. we've got to re- reboot Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. We don't have time for <laughs> Buffy the Vampire Slayer. One of the most important <laughs> cultural works of the 20th century. We don't have any time for that. We we've, we seriously need to work on The Little Mermaid 8 straight to DVD. <laughs> they are dragging out Raven's home, but they can't give us a damn 12-episode Buffy revival right. series. Something. <laughs> so true. But, so, okay, let's get... Uh... <laughs> We're talking about a, a revival, but we're here to talk about season seven. Yes. Um, so I do, let's talk about, we'll talk about character arts and then we'll talk about, we'll talk about the new characters and then we'll talk about character arts. Uh, in recording with my mom last night, it was funny because she said, well, now I feel bad. I was saying those Slayer girls were annoying, but they're great. They're wonderful. They do great in the end. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is what I heard their feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like I was thinking about how that's the point, right? Like I I had never realized it till this season. That's the point of them being whiny and like not being able to like pick it up is to like give us the payoff in the end. They're right? teenagers. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what teenagers do. Yeah, I would not be helpful at all having no powers. I wouldn't be helpful with powers. I'd be like, yeah. I don't wanna. <laughs> <laughs> Which we Make had someone on do t- it. Sorry, <laughs> we had someone on TikTok arguing with us, saying that oh the God. potentials did have powers. 
What powers? The powers to whine and bitch and moan? <laughs> they were like, that's why they're called potentials. They have sl- like little tiny bits of Slayer strength and Slayer intuition. And I like took a picture of my TV screen of Rona being like, I have no Slayer strength. I have no Slayer powers. And like sent it to Ian and I was like, they literally, like I don't understand why these people are arguing about this. <laughs> but also, it, I, I always interrupt, I, I always, um, interpreted the potential thing to be like a personality type or like a moral character thing or like just the intangible magical sense that like this person could do the job Mm -hmm. you know but that doesn't mean that you can do backflips or like (laughs) lift a car over your head if that (laughs) was true you know they wouldn't have had such a problem towards the end of the season yeah and that was my whole counterpoint was like (laughs) they're called potentials because they have the potential to hold the power not because they have bits of power like Okay, though. Okay, so <laughs> if I was a potential and I heard that Buffy can, like, lift a car and shit, um, I might be, you know, when I'm in a, find myself in a room by myself trying little certain things, you know? <laughs> Listen, when I was 12, I tried to move things with my mind, okay? We all did it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, so I... I would put my finger in my head like Jean Grey to be like, can I do this? <laughs> I mean, after I saw the craft, I had a whole spiral of, like, trying to change my hair color and all that, like... <laughs> <laughs> totally. Actually, it's it's wild. It took us so long to meet. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Cause like it's fucking same. Um, <laughs> but like I I appreciate that with the potentials that we do at least get a payoff, right? Because yeah. they are fairly useless. But I'm gonna have to defend my girl Kennedy because she's mm-hmm. the only one who was not useless. Um, like even in uh, End of Days, right when they're like it has blown up and every she's like we got this remember our training and she's like Mm -hmm. the only one picking up a weapon to fight (laughs) this monster that she clearly cannot fight um and like that's why that is why i go to my defense of kennedy but also i defend the potentials for the same reason you said ryan they're like kennedy's the oldest the rest of them are supposed to be like 14 to 16 like ah. (laughs) i mean it would be like if buffy got thrown into this world without being the slayer Yes. Like yeah. she was terrified when she first found out. That's mm-hmm. all that they are doing, but they don't have the like quick turnaround of, oh, I can do this because they're not slayers. And they're right. not being told, like, you are now the special, there's no going back, this is it, you have to do it. Like, there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot psychologically for teenagers that is helpful from being, as awful as this sounds, like, singled out. It's very motivating when you're a teenager. <laughs> Whereas if you're in a pack of girls and you're all staying in this weird lady's house in the middle of, like, right. California, <laughs> I would, like, just get a bus ticket and be like, well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Weird lady sounds like she's not 21, 22 years old. <laughs> um, but the potentials, you know, they, <laughs> they, uh, I don't even know what I was going to say. I don't know what but no, I agree, right? I'd be like, I got to go. Like, yeah. I don't know what you guys are going to yeah. do, but I'm going to stop at Target and then maybe hit the road. I, I don't know. I feel like everybody here got slipped some kind of drug and I didn't. And so I got a dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you all have fun dying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at least they have each other to like lead yeah. on right like whereas buffy was kind of alone uh and, and every slayer was alone these girls come in as yeah. a group yeah. and you know by the end we see I, I don't know any of them but they have each yeah. other yeah. you know so my, one of my big uh changes i would do if i had i don't know it's 
if someone was like, Ashley, change season seven for some reason. <laughs> I the what I would do is I would have in the beginning when when we're getting all the flashes of the potentials dying, mm. like why did we not get a clip of like what like it could have been Kennedy who clearly had a watcher and was prepared for this, like her and her watcher getting attacked and surviving and then showing up at Buffy's house. Like Ooh, that would have made me yeah. way more invested in the potentials when they first come on. That's a good rewrite. That's good. Well, I do think that it's weird. We didn't get a Kennedy sort of like something, right? Because they do highlight her so much right. that we don't get any sort of flashback or like introduction scene or anything. But like don't that. you think that that's another consequence of this season feels like it's a f- trying to, trying to do too much like it it, it yeah. there's packing in lots of different things that could have had much bigger legs and kennedy's a perfect example of i think that character could have been beloved and i think in the conception of the character by the writers they made a character similar to other characters they've made who would have been beloved but because we didn't get the backstory it, there's something about the entitlement of the character right. to take up as much space without us even knowing her that I think sets her up for failure in fans minds that didn't have to, it didn't have to be that way. And I think overall, if this season could have been split into two seasons where we had apocalypse season and like Buffy back in high school, trying to like do this as an adult season, we could have gotten more, we could have dug more into each piece of those. I mean, even, I mean, you even look at like Nathan Fillion comes on the show and it feels like he was on, like when people say, Oh, he was on Buffy. You're like, yeah, he definitely was. But he also was only on for a handful of episodes. Right. You know, it's sort of like Kendra where it's like this character has no pun intended, had so much potential (laughs) that we, we, we could have seen so much more and it sticks in our mind because of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, Oh, you, you all know I defend Kennedy, but only because I do. I, I kind of agree with what you guys are saying. Like I, She's not my favorite character, but I think she's like fine and she's the most capable of the potentials. So for me, that's she has like, funny lines. She has like touching moments. She creates dynamics with other characters. She's different than a lot of the characters in a lot of ways. Like she's set up to succeed, but I just yeah. think this season, by necessity of like just logistics and materials, couldn't service a character like that properly. So yeah. I think maybe you're seeing through, but I don't think most people were set up to like her. And I think that's true of most of the potentials, is that we just don't yes. get enough time to be invested in each of them and what they like, like you were saying, Ashley, like maybe some backstory, maybe just like seeing Mm -hmm. them show up individually. Like what if every episode of the first 18 episodes of a different season, each episode had been the backstory of a potential coming and joining. And we got little bits of information of what's going on in the actual Buffy house as the season goes on. But that each episode we got sort of orange is the new black style, the story of this girl and her, you know, Ooh, that could have yeah. launched tw- 18 different spinoffs. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I do really like that. I, I even like the idea of, because I remember watching and being bummed that they do kind of drop the Slayer like flashes in the beginning. It's only, I think, the first three episodes, right? Yeah. And we and uh, they obviously all die. So we get no more information on those girls. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. It would have been cool to see like, like, okay, we could see some of them die, but like, I think if we had kept it up for at least half or like 10 episodes or like eight, where it's like, we do see some of the ones that will be coming to Sunnydale, like yeah. getting away. Right. That would have been cool. Yeah. Like I, I like Kennedy and Rona would yeah. be a good one to see. Um, and like even Vi, like if yeah. she survived and the way she shows up is she's just there and she's talking about, Oh, I just got here yesterday. Like you need to be like, Oh, I remember that girl the same way they did with Amanda. Right. She's yeah. in help. 
And it's like, we don't really see her. I don't think we see her again until potential. Right. Um, but you remember, it's like, oh, that's the like cute nerdy girl. Like she's back. But this was yeah. also true of Kendra and Faith now that I think about it, that the only person whose real bu- like Slayer origin story we get is Buffy. And maybe that's only because the movie exists. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, 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 it, they don't do a ton of that because I, I think the show itself doesn't have a ton of interest in these girls before yeah. they get chosen or before they get thrown into these circumstances, which is to its detriment. It's one of the very few things with Buffy that I'm like, in any kind of reboot or revival or continue or however they want to do it. I just want to know more about these girl, who these girls were before because then it makes the transformation of the Slayer. Like the reason what Buffy's so satisfying and when she grows and she learns and she develops is because we have a stereotype in our mind that we're playing her against, that we know she was. She was like a bring it on cheerleader type. And right, yeah. If it, and that's what makes it fun when she becomes like a badass fucking warrior Xena princess. But <laughs> I, I, I hope that we get a little more because it makes the the calling and the the the, uh, the weight of the world and the duty it it shows you how it transforms people and how pe- certain people rise to the occasion and certain people don't look at faith. Yeah. Like some people don't immediately rise to those circumstances, but it would be more interesting to know why. And with faith, we got some hints yeah. and we got to put it together. And in that in its own way was very rewarding was like getting pieces on angel and getting pieces on Buffy and being able to put together this girl who is so fascinating. Um, but that's not great for everybody and it's not right. great for every character. Um, but that said, I think the show was trying to do some of that stuff. And that's why I think season seven for me is an 80% great because it tries so hard to introduce lots of great new characters under the wire. And I think yeah. that's a great intention, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that it's, it also speaks a lot of its time, right? Because if they, if they were doing this now, I, I think it would be like, there, there'd be no doubt that we'd get a bunch of flashbacks and like character pieces yeah. and like, you know, standoff yeah. stories. Like we would get all of that. Um, and at the time, like, they really – I don't know. I, I think that season, season seven, it does feel like everybody's trying to just soldier through it and really get through it, but also tell a really good story at the same time. You know, they probably had limited budget. They, they are reusing the same sets over and over again, you know. They didn't have a whole lot of leg room to go out and, and, and do – Sarah yeah. Michelle Geller had movies lined up. Yeah. And it was yeah. time. And she did. It they was got, time for her to go they had shoot to get them. through it. Yeah. <laughs> they had to get through it. And so I think if that if this were a season that were were made today, it would be we'd get we'd get a lot of that. I mean, yeah. you see how great they did with Robin is a perfect example of a new character who we got so much backstory on and who I love so much and really feels like a like a like a real full series Buffy character, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I buy him as part of the universe if you were to create like Funko Pops, if you were like, there's a Robin Wood Funko Pop, I'd be like, yeah, definitely. But if I got like, you know, a Kennedy Funko Pop, I'd be like, okay, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got, they they did release a Kennedy figure and Robin Wood was going to be in the next line before they canceled the figures. God damn it. Wow. All right. Well, we've got more people to blackmail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But so, yeah, I, I, let's talk a little bit about Kennedy, Kennedy and Willow. Um, Ashley, <laughs> so Ashley gets a rewatching. Was texting me. Ashley, uh, go ahead. Okay, so I rewatched Storyteller last night, and I noticed a detail that I have never noticed before, <laughs> and it is Kennedy's uh, quote unquote bracelet. The entire episode is absolutely a bedroom handcuff. Um, <laughs> oh like my the, god! Kind with the soft fur on the inside, you know, <laughs> and. Uh, and I, the way that I like gasped 
and rewound so fast. I was like, is that what I think it is? And my partner was watching it with me. He was like, uh, yeah, that's absolutely what that is. And then so th- every time she was on screen, I was like, yeah, it's in every every uh, shot of Kennedy. You can see it on her wrist. I thought it and was a scrunchie. Nope. <laughs> that is absolutely handcuff. And what? So then I went down a spiral of, okay, she's wearing it like an accessory, but was she tied up or was Willow tied up? <laughs> And at this point in the series, I think she had Willow tied up because she's absolutely um, leaning top oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. energy. But also, I do think she's a switch, which I didn't uh, land on until I argued it out with my partner. But <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> yeah. She just, uh, you know, she has so much on her plate all the time. Every now and then a little break from being in control is probably good for her. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I get the vibe that the vibe that Willow needed to learn how to be submissive and Kennedy was very helpful in that study. <laughs> uh, this whole season is Willow trying to be submissive. Willow uh, pretending to be a bottom, but truly she's a top. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just a kidding. firm believer that Tara was the top in the bedroom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could totally see that. I could yeah. totally so see that. I think that Willow is a switch who leans bottom and Kennedy is a switch that leans top. But every now and then they flip it. Yeah. Aww. Once again, Willow and I are aligned. <laughs> but like, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I've said this in every fucking episode. I, I think the thing with them is it's okay to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to fuck this hot person. We'll like have a relationship. It's casual. They don't ever say I love you. Um, and I think that's why I'm okay with the relationship because like I, you know, as someone who has a dead ex, um, but we broke up way before he passed away. I sometimes when you're like in that moment, it's good to have someone that just is like there and isn't too bothered by what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like Kennedy, you know, Willow would have her anxieties and Kennedy kind of just was like, that's okay. You know, and she's like, well, it'll bite me. Oh, I might. Like, and she's like, <laughs> Kennedy's kind of like, okay, whatever. I think you're hot. And like, that's great. And like, that makes I, for the perfect rebound too. Right? Yes, it really The does. luxury of the new. You don't have, <laughs> yes. you, you haven't seen any of the things. Like, it, it, we saw Tara get shot. You know what I mean? Right. It's yeah. hard for us to move on. Kennedy's like, I don't know. She got shot. What a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and like, for me, that's their dynamic and i that's why i that's the only reason why i'm like yeah i think they're fine like i i know people really hate kennedy really hate the, them dating but i you know and even even going through this with my freaking mom she was like well it's important that willow can learn she can you know be intimate again after having a partner die like mm-hmm. that and, and, I, like, and that her partner doesn't need to be perfect i think it's really yes. important especially for gay representation on tv that like they didn't need to be a perfect magical love story the first person you met love is love it's all perfect and like flowers and <laughs> and oh my parents are going to be so happy because the pureness of this sometimes it's like yeah we fuck and we have fun and that's fine <laughs> you know maybe this isn't forever and maybe it is but like who cares right now we're just people and it's the end of the world so like (laughs) it's a warm bed in a house that doesn't have a lot of beds (laughs) you gotta bunk up with somebody and like we're both hot we're both queer there aren't a lot of other queers here so let's do it which is surprising you think the potential would have the potential pool would have a little bit more action happening but you know i guess they're all growing up (laughs) uh zach i'm curious uh what do you think? 
It's not a relationship I don't like because I just I it, it's fucking mm. they they don't really go on dates. They're not like I guess you could say they're they're dating. Right, yeah, yeah. You can you can say that, but they're just they're fucking through the end of this you know the series. They're they're getting them each other to the end of the series, and that's about it. And that's fine with me. I'm whatever. <laughs> um, it's not it's the Willow. I I Willow's a character that I love, 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 and she she doesn't always do it for me this season. She mm. is. I think she's kind of muted this season and I, 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 I don't like that, you know? And I think they put a lot of her scenes in with Kennedy and like try to do what, I, I don't know. What do you think their intentions were for this? Because we read it now as like a casual thing, but do you think they were trying to set up a sort of uh, a future for Willow? I, don't. Here? I think that no. like Buffy had Spike okay. and Xander, we get to see him kind of, you know, have his final go with Anya and Willow had to have yeah. someone. She had to have someone. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. they never give Giles the same consideration. I know. Giles <laughs> has always had the most interesting romantic life that we only get such tiny little drops of. It's mm-hmm. terrible. Bring give, give me that Ripper prequel where he fucks Ethan Rain or I will. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've got diabolical plans. I don't know. He's also in England a lot this season. So I feel like he's That's got true. ladies lined up back home. He's just like fucking Americans. I don't even want to get into <laughs> he's it. He's down at the pub just, you know, <laughs> beer efficient. <laughs> <laughs> well, and like I do, I I do agree with you, Zach. They do have Willow a little muted, um, and I think again, unfortunately, it's the same thing with the potentials, right? It's so we get the payoff in the end where she does like the spell of all spells, because um, I do, I do like her arc of like getting in control of her power. She's nervous. She doesn't feel she is. She went to this like magic school but didn't finish, and like. I like that arc. It's just the problem is her arc circles the drain, right? Because we we get stationary in the like, oh no, I can't. I don't have confidence until like the very end. Yeah, she she really does circle the drain in this season. It's like it's exhausting because she starts so strong yeah. too. Yeah. Like we have like we start the season and we already f- we as the audience feel tense. We feel the tension between her and everything she's done and her and her friends yeah. and all of it, right? And they open it up in, in a really great way where she's isolated from them, you know. And Giles has like helped her, and and then she comes back you know and we have that 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 tension personified by like a monster right and like they can't see her she can't right. see them and you know like it's so strong and then every other episode we just hear i can't do this yeah. i can't make i can't do this bill right <laughs> now you know and like it's, it's it's too much. It's too much. And it's also, you know, it, she's a victim of a 22 episode right. season. And yeah. it's, it's, it's also a tough, they ask a lot of the character without breaks for several seasons. I mean, to go from what <laughs> yeah. she had to go through in five, then again, six, <laughs> and then you get to seven. I It makes sense that just, it, just from a character perspective that like, it wouldn't make sense for her to be, I don't know. She's not Anya. It would take her a minute right. to like yeah. recover. But what sucks is that because the, it's a, 22 episode season like you said it just doesn't fit in correctly it doesn't match the like timing of it and so we get this like half version of willow where she's willow when we need her to be and she's like recovery willow when at all other times which kind of dampens the good moments you get with her um but also because they had her as a deus ex machina they didn't want us to think too much about they have a super powerful witch here you know what i mean they wanted that to just sort of play out on its own in the background i feel like they brought her back too soon yes like it would have been cool to see her do a little more healing in england like just here and there 
throughout the first, yeah. I don't know, maybe four or five episodes and then bring her back and have her be in a better place to join the group and the season and get into everything. And we could have gotten a lot of time with her and Giles in England, yeah. too. That would have been great because their characters have such a great dynamic that we haven't gotten to explore yes. recently. And it would have been great because they could come back into this situation and not be – like mutually not be prepared and could both – like. Buffy might not trust Willow as a voice of reason anymore, but if Giles is there to be like, I agree with her, I'm coming into the situation with the same perspective, <laughs> that could have been like a fun dynamic for the group. Um, right. Fun being the word that I'm using for interesting and, and, and fun to write. Yeah, um, but uh, I think that could have been good. Uh, but again, it's tough because you get the vibe that the writers knew that this was the last season, but they also yeah. just didn't want to know that. Yes. You know, yes. like you can tell they want to keep going. Yeah. It's so many story things that they start and they know they're not going to get to satisfyingly finish, but they don't care because it's just what they want to do. And you're like, yeah. yes, Jane Espenson, do what you need. <laughs> yeah. It's just a weird thing with Willow too. Like, so we, we do have like the full summer of her being away. Right. But it's like, we don't see right. that. So we have to also keep that in mind. She's, she's been gone for like two, three months. Yeah, yeah. Away. Um, she does come back and it, it just it like muddies the whole like magics is drug storyline yeah. right because mm-hmm. when you're an addict right. and you and you do drugs you don't come back and there's not a moment where you gain control over your drugs and you can use drugs and save the know, world be, yeah <laughs> it, that doesn't happen you're away from drugs yeah. no more right. drugs ever and so but then they bring her back here and we know that she has to use magic and so it's like uh there's no real right way i wish that they had gone the addiction storyline um with more of a one-to-one with eating disorder stuff than they had with uh drug stuff because i think it lends itself to willow's character better but also you have to eat like to live and so people who recover from eating disorders have a a very different road than people who recover from other kinds of addictions because you have to come to a place where you can do this and it's not a negative impact on your life. And I think that would have been an, a, a more fertile ground. But I also think it's a victim of the times where we didn't talk about eating right. disorders. We didn't right. yeah. have yeah. an open discussion about that. It was like, you're a junkie or you're not. And that was the discussion <laughs> right, yeah. of addiction and addictive behavior. Right. Yeah. Ryan, that's so smart. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. That would have worked way better yeah, as a like so much metaphor. Better. Yeah. Cause yeah, that that's the, that's the thing that always bothers me. Like, Watching season seven, I don't think it's written poorly, the metaphor, but it's like, you know that she has to use magic again. Like, you just know that. It just makes it uncomfortable, yeah. right? Like, it's that uncomfortability where it's it's all, not the same, but almost the same as like when Spike is brought back, you know, after the end of season right. six. It's like, but like, you did this right. before, yeah. right? You like wrote it this way and now we're supposed to accept that he's supposed to be back in the fold and like and they do that same thing with Willow. It's like, well, you wrote this. You, <laughs> yeah. you she she had this addiction and now she's supposed to come back and be in the fold using her magic and and it it uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um but so I I I mean Regardless of how we think about that, I do love that she gets that. Like, you know, I rewatched Chosen last night and like, fuck that episode. You know, we just talked about it last week and like, I still was crying again. (laughs) And like Willow getting that beautiful moment is just, she deserves, right? Like she deserves that. And good on the special effects team for creating, they created visual effects that mirror her darkness, but with light. And I thought that was so beautiful. Not just the eyes of it all, but the, the, Oh my goddess, because we never yes. hear her invoking goddesses when she's being evil. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a good, especially with her being like a lesbian witch, it's such a <laughs> great um, way to tie up 
her identity. And I, and I, I thought that a lot of, I think a lot of the team on the show outside of the writers and the actors, which is generally what we discuss, did a great job this season under duress. And (laughs) I, I, you know, like you look at some of the set creations, like, like stuff like the vineyard, there was a high likelihood that that would not have been iconic. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I think they do a pretty good job of, 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 of making the visuals, um, really polished and you could see that that this is a group of people that's worked together a long time on this thing and gotten really good at it and they're doing it with love and care and um those are the parts of season seven that like make it indispensable like i can't listen to people who say it's top to bottom bad you know what i mean like you're lying (laughs) so you're a liar so that's what we're living you know i i think about that because we won't name names it was cut out but we had someone who said that season seven looked the worst um and i just think that's like not true that's not true um it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I think that season seven looks like the most modern season of the season. Yeah. Also, it like makes sense that like Buffy is like quote unquote a counselor in a school, so like her look is going to be toned up some a little yeah. more adult than like more adult just hanging out in her house and working fast food and like slaying like she's trying to be a little more professional and stuff and so i think it just it make the look of season seven makes sense to me i think people forget too that like buffy is someone conscious of her clothing and fashion and hair like Mm -hmm. she's still buffy you know what i mean and i i think people this season didn't realize that like she's doing what we all do when we're getting our first big girl job which is like you're trying to play the part a little bit and finding a common ground between your identity and what the job is asking you to be Mm -hmm. do you think dawn is stealing all the all the clothes for everybody from These are some expensive pieces, and Buffy hasn't had a job for a while. Oh my god! Willow's practice with magic. Practice with magic was to make clothes. That's what she does. Yeah, she's just making dresses. Right, so, like the costume designer Ashley. I mean, you edited all mm-hmm. of these, right? Some of those prices would be insane. Like, oh, Dawn's top was twenty dollars, but her pants were eight hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember I, I, he said that quite a few yes. times too. And you know, but it's like, uh, that's one of the things I actually love about this show. And like the same thing I love about like Charlie's Angels is like, it makes no, it, it, their fashion and the way they're done up and stuff. I, I don't, nobody even cares about, right? Because it's just there and it looks great and we don't care. I how mean, isn't Euphoria there, you know? the most popular show in the world oh right now? <laughs> kids are dressed like. And I do not care how they're dressed like that. I do not care that they're all wearing Chanel and that they can afford Chanel. It doesn't matter to me because they look fantastic. It's not even where my brain goes with it. It's like, uh, you, I could have never, I got in trouble for having a tank top that let my, like, a millimeter of my bra strap show like there's no way that these kids are wearing this shit to high school and getting away with it like <laughs> so wait i wait i have a off-subject question because i did not watch euphoria which zach and ashley both have been trying to get me to watch yeah was it not a super rich high school that's what i assumed um you get the vibe that some of them are upper middle class and some mm-hmm. of them are lower middle yeah. class but it's not oh. supposed to be exceptional circumstances i thought it was like yeah. millionaire parents that no. That's these no. Oh. Uh-uh. No. Everybody's in like a – see, this is – I don't live in California, so I don't know what the pricing is like because I look at these houses and they must be like million-dollar homes because they're like – they're normal houses for like what I would see in Texas, right. like a yeah, mid-century yeah. modern, like one-level house. It's a normal house, house for TV. But, right. Yeah. 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 
do you know that I, I I I get so infuriated by seeing like this big ass house supposed to be the poor house of the movie, right. but but when Buffy's wearing eight hundred dollars jeans, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> she has her highlights are freshly done. She's got a French manicure. If anything, I'd be pissed if she wasn't. Buffy, step right. up your seat. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's even like I think you have said this on the podcast before, Zach. How like even Buffy's house is supposed to be like the like middle class she is like. there yeah yeah the only distress i want to see buffy in is like when she's on her back porch crying you know in the black that's that's her casual look okay and that's the only casual look what I want if to we see. got that as like an a one-off in season six like we can't pay the mortgage well give me all your 800 dollars jeans and we'll just go sell them and that'll and we could we could run to the plato's closet for a second we could try something also would it be such a bad deed for willow to like you know, magic some money out of a bank vault somewhere. Right, it right. real. The banks make it up. <laughs> we could talk about all the ways that they, these bitches could get money, okay? Like, it doesn't always have to rest on Buffy's shoulders. None of them got a job. Only right. Buffy went out and got a job. Willow, where, where go to the fucking blockbuster, Willow. Go. Yeah. Something. Something. Exactly. And I say it every episode I'm in. Okay, that Watchers Council had money right. somewhere. Giles, find the fucking Buffy money. needs a 401k. <laughs> We see Anya exactly. successfully rob several banks. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Anya, Anya can hold her money by herself. She doesn't need to give it to anybody. <laughs> no, no, no. She needs it I'm for talking her like season six, like pre Hell's Bells. Oh, yeah. Like, why didn't she uh, pull out those skills to help everybody yeah. out? Absolutely. <laughs> Probably. She keep all that money for yourself. If you give a single dime to any of these assholes, I will slap you. <laughs> the way that they treat Anya in season seven infuriates me. <laughs> I I I will say um so we, wait great let's move on to Anya because we'll talk about Anya and Xander um I mean Xander doesn't have much of an arc here uh I will say and I try not to be because I know a lot of the guests <laughs> I've gotten in trouble with a lot of the guests and like former co-hosts would like really hate on Xander and I don't hate him as much he is my least favorite um I, I, I openly hate him, and that's not – I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry to Nicholas Brendan and to the entire writing staff. I'm, you're wonderful people, and you have great moments, and there's nothing against you personally. Uh, the character of Xander over the years, his cumulative choices and who he decides to be is infuriating to me. Yes. So, wait. So, yeah. What I'm going to say is in season seven, the thing that makes me most mad is anytime he's mad at Anya. And I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah, You cannot get mad at her for no. anything ever again. He takes everything out on Anya. He's like <laughs> – Listen, he was so sidelined in this season yeah. too. Like they, they, they even gave him a whole ass episode, and he did nothing with it. <laughs> yeah, you know his whole date yeah. episode. Where's Anya's date yeah. episode? How about yeah, I would that? love that episode. Yes, and like uh, that, I get like so mad anytime he's like, "Well," and it's like, "No, no, no." You left her at the altar, so you get no say in whatever she does ever again. And don't tell me you've apologized enough. You can't right. apologize enough. Nope. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. Like there is, I, if someone did that to me, I just there, there's not enough apologies ever in the world for that. There is, um, but the thing is, there isn't. There, there. What you were about to say. There, there, Apologies are for things that you can make better. This is not something I. You asked me to plan my life around you in front of everyone I've ever met, and then you left. Go fuck yourself. While in my wedding dress, in front, yeah. like literally uh, in front of everyone, you left. Uh, so no. I sang about you. I sang about you. 
and live together. And, and, and for Anya, it is a denial of everything that she worked for for thousands of years. Yes. It is a complete sacrifice yeah. and, and a complete submission of her worldview and her take and giving everything that she stood against a chance because of him. And he was like, I don't know. What if we don't like each other in 40 years? <laughs> Go fuck oh, yeah. yourself. As if divorce isn't a fucking option. Right. Well, it's the way he fucking talks to like uh, just women. Every woman he's ever dated is like he expects them to kind of bend yep, to him yeah. or like follow along his own path. And and like with Cordelia, he was always reprimanding her for like being you know, Cordelia. Yeah. <laughs> being Cordelia, right? And same with Anya. Like Cordelia and Anya both have very strong personalities that are, you know, they define themselves. And he – can't handle that he just can't handle right and it. it's weird because he clearly has a type and mm-hmm. like the type is that but yet he's still like he he goes for that type but then tries to change who they are which is like why are you going for that type? it does then? seem like a reaction to his high school self though of this yeah. like i want to get a popular girl and then i want to dominate and own her <laughs> and like Ooh, it's not it. great it, but again <laughs> It yeah. doesn't mean he's not funny or that Nicholas Brendan isn't charming and that there aren't redeeming <laughs> yeah, yeah. qualities. It just means that of the characters, I, I agree with everything he does the least. <laughs> <laughs> but so also I want I mean want I want to talk about Anya too. I I know some people think that selfless she should have died in selfless, but mm, I I really no. I've been thinking about it a lot and like Emma Caulfield is just so good. Like there's so many episodes where she has one scene, but she makes sure you fucking remember that one scene. Like I think a lot about lies. My parents told me she literally has a two minute scene where she talks about Spike and she's like, Spike gets a get out of get out of jail free card. I mean, he could murder a whole fraternity of, of teen boys. And then, and everyone looks at her and then she just goes and forgiveness is human. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like it's so good. And that's her only scene. Yeah. I mean, and she's so she's just uh they they really like just it, this is what infuriates me about season seven is they really hold her hold on to her and refuse to let her go just so that they can kill her at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's true. Just so that they can have that one character that we will all cry over, but they didn't want to make it any of the main Scoobies, right? Like, I I would I would admit it. I would even cry over Xander, and I would be much more. I'd be I would accept that one, but I do not accept Anya dying in the way that she did. I just don't and. It's also like when she's a vengeance demon, she's like super in charge of herself and she's not as like making these, you know, jokes all the time, right? Yeah. And, you know, the last time we see her, she's walking off into the night as a vengeance demon or after she, you know, after that whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's walking off into the night. She's got dark hair. She looks great. That could have been her like little exit for the season, you know? I thought she should have stayed a vengeance demon but tried yes. to get her shit together and then been helpful yeah. at the end because she had fucking vengeance demon superpowers. And she could have changed the way like she thought about herself as a vengeance demon where, you know, she had herself in such a pattern of like, you know, riding the the wrongs of women, right? You know, that was her whole thing and she wanted to just punish the men. Well, she could have figured out a... a, a, a how to elevate her own vengeance power. I mean, right? yeah, maybe she gets control over it and she, she's able to grant wishes that don't necessarily always end in horrifying disaster. And maybe... I mean, picking up the slack that fucking Willow's well, dropping, maybe you know? Willow couldn't do the spell, for example, and we had a last... <laughs> say we had a last minute faint of like, oh my God, it's not going to work. And then we're losing. Yeah. And at the last minute, Anya's like, somebody uh, make a wish. I'm going to try. Somebody make a wish. <laughs> somebody makes a wish and she could maybe die because maybe, you know, some ancient lore that says if a vengeance demon does a good deed that's it for them and she could have sacrificed and like changed the world in one final way that was good or i I felt like if 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 
if they weren't so distracted with what they wanted to do with other characters, Anya could have gotten such a better. Ryan, that's it for me. You just fit. You just fixed Anya's death for me. That would have been a good way. <laughs> we're for we're to fixing that right now. We're, that's listen. We're doing. <laughs> you all know I love, love, love Anya. Like I love her so much. I Emma Caulfield has been like my white whale to get her on the podcast. Like I just, but I, I don't hate it because I do feel like we needed a character. I, I feel like someone I, had someone, to die. Someone had to die, and I just feel like. But it couldn't have been someone where the Scoobies, where Buffy isn't smiling at the end. Like, for me, that is so yeah. important that Buffy is smiling at the end. That makes it worse. It's smiling because <laughs> I'm just dead. She wasn't smiling. She wasn't excited about having saved the world. She was just like, got rid of that bitch. <laughs> Dude, pretty much. Oh, my God. It doesn't, you're not making it any better, I, Ian. You're not making I, it any better. I know, better. but. Like if it were Xander, she it would have been false. It would have been false if yeah, Buffy was absolutely. smiling. I thought it probably and, should have been Andrew, but similarly, we could I could never watch Tom Link die on screen and be okay with it. So yeah, yeah, that's just a logistical problem. <laughs> and also, if it was Andrew, it would have been like sad, but not that sad. Like yeah. it would have been sad. But he listen, definitely would have came no, back as a ghost. No, no. <laughs> Ooh. She, oh, it could have been Andrew. Yes, I'm agreeing with that. But like the, so I'm thinking about that scene, right? And she gets off the school bus. She's not focused on them a whole bunch. Um, so that smile could have read true had like Giles or like Xander right. died, and she just didn't know that they were yeah. dead. Because she doesn't know about Anya yet. Exactly, she doesn't. For all she knows, Anya's on the bus. Yeah, you know, it's true. I don't know. I, I, I just, I wouldn't have liked because then we couldn't have had. For me, it needed to be the original character standing there. Um, I just wish you didn't hate on yourself. So <laughs> also, she did say she was done with the show. That was the thing. Like she didn't want to do it anymore. So then also that also makes her the actor most likely to have a character die. Well, well, well. When I hit my Netflix yeah. deal and I pitch them the Anya through the ages prestige. She she could have been driving the school bus and it could have been a great comedic moment. It is just a yeah. right, because remember the last time she drove. Right, yes. <laughs> but so I do I I I don't know. I, I love Anya. I love I her. almost wish she could have been been like oh yeah i have a new hot boyfriend like <laughs> and like not be attached to xander mm-hmm. anymore but i do understand because because she loves him i'm like okay at least you get to fuck this person you love before the end of the world and you all die yeah. um but i wish we could have had an anya that had moved on from xander and was like i'm good you're still stewing in this and no you didn't apologize enough but like i've moved on i have this hot person i'm fucking as horrible as this is too like if you take a step out and you really look at the buffy universe we know that there's an afterlife we know that anya at the end of her life was a very good person trying to do the right thing (laughs) it's not that unhappy of an ending you know what i mean like she's in heaven (laughs) i texted texted ian about this at the end of the the chosen episode he was talking to jada spencer and he was asking her about that and she's like yeah i didn't really care that anya died because it's a supernatural show we can bring her back <laughs> <laughs> you fags gotta stop yeah. laughing about it <laughs> well, we're bad because they went against our wishes we were like we told you we liked her <laughs> like also at her core she was a good person like when you go back to yeah. meet odd like she's talking about like being selfless with the bunnies and like sharing the the benefit of having them and stuff and she gets laughed at. And so, yeah, she goes, she gets demonized and of course is terrifying for several thousands of years, but (laughs) she never had malintent. I mean, even when she's a vengeance demon, she's ostensibly trying to right the wrongs that happen to women and it's misguided, but it's not from a place of like, 
you know, well, let's just destroy the world. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, like it, right. it's sort of like when Spike's a vampire and he's like, I don't want to end the world. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, Dawn a little bit. Um, because I do, I think this is the best version of Dawn this mm-hmm. season. Oh, by far. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. They do a lot of character work to like still make her Dawn, but like make her, she's not crying every episode. She's not whining. I think the only episode where she's like crying and whining is where they're all under that love spell. So it's like, yeah, okay. I'll they give her let that. her grow up into someone we can like. Listen, yeah. I will fight <laughs> we you. Got, we, we got a Dawn moment. They're <laughs> laying on the train tracks. Very season five, Dawn. <laughs> I will fight you all. <laughs> <laughs> because I will defend Don to the end from beginning to end. Oh, me but too. I agree. Season I seven is the best because she is the most mature and comfortable in herself and her identity. But I will fight you over seasons five and six, Don. Well. I do like Don as a character, and I do think like I'm glad she existed, and I think that she is a phenomenal plot device. But I also <laughs> I like her as a person. It's that I just don't like any whining on Buffy because in my mind it's like. You know how brutal this world is. Get it the fuck together. <laughs> but she <laughs> and doesn't. Whoever is the source of it. Whoever's the source of it. I know she doesn't that much, but even the occasional, I don't know. It just, if your older sister's the slayer, I, I, part of me just wants to be like, buck up. Get it together. <laughs> I just like, I guess, I can't imagine being like 15, 16, finding out my whole life is a lie. Yeah. That, you know, going, getting through all this danger, then my mom dying, and then my sister dying. And then, like, of course, I'm going to be a whiny little asshole. Like, I'm going through a fucking lot. They, uh, and then your cool lesbian the, aunt dies, like, right, in the yeah. bedroom, and you find her body. Uh, that's like, true. And sit with her for hours. Like, Dawn went through some Nobody shit. Nobody is addressing Dawn's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Listen, they, her sister died, and they, they, did the most unhelpful thing they could do is make her live with right. the sister. Oh, yeah. right? It's like, oh God, man. <laughs> it's Don's got and and season seven was uh, she was a little bit more muted, right? She's a little bit more mature and all that. Well, she kind of had to be because she realized throughout the other two seasons that if I'm crying out, nobody gives yeah, me not helping. Nobody's I gotta go help buy some me. pepper spray at least. <laughs> she finally starts to get a little bit of a relationship with Buffy, you know, down yeah. pat, and they're like, you know, but then that goes away, and she's just kind of quiet by herself for most of the season and doing what she has to do. And it's sad. It is also really sad. Like it's it's great seeing her come into this this power that she realizes she has, you know, without being some key. But it's also very sad because she also continues to fall into the role of the person who doesn't and matter. And no as one much. gives her enough love the entire yeah, time yeah. she's yeah. on the series. At Tara all. was the only one who did, right? Her mom. Yeah. When Joyce died, oh, yeah. like. No one was really there for Dawn outside of like the one episode where Willow and Tara try, but like, because everyone is so focused on Buffy and Buffy is having her own mental breakdown about it that she can't be there for her. And so like, she's kind of just floating in her grief for a long time by herself. It, 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 It is important to note that like Dawn also, when she starts on the show is younger than any Mm -hmm. other character that appears on the show. And yeah, it, she's raised in all of this, so it's not even like she reacts to things like, oh, well, of course leprechauns are real, or, sorry, or <laughs> of course they aren't real, or whatever it is. Like, it, it, you don't get that because she, when she was a child, they were like, hey, every – like, Santa Claus is a horrifying demon who will come and eat children. <laughs> she never got the luxury of having another Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and like – 
I, I, but I just, I do like that we open the opening scene of Buffy. I mean, aside from the, the potential girl getting killed is Buffy training Dawn and yeah. Dawn. I, I think their sister banter is the best that's yeah. been in this season. Mm-hmm. It's so strong. Yeah. What, what a way to open the season, yes. right? Like, so, so good. And I wanted more of that yes. also they should have had their own moments where they go off and yeah, you yeah. Know, walk to, walk to, walk down the street returning things that dawn stole or something or even just more <laughs> patrols with dawn and buffy yeah 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 because i like you know i love that like you know i, I forget what the exact line is but buffy says something like what well, is your little girl and she's like i'm taller than you like, <laughs> yeah. like i like that shit and that feels like legit sister banter right. and you know and it also in- gives Buffy and Giles in those early seasons where yes. he's training her and she's like, you know, at a certain extent, she's like, I'm a teenager. I do not care right. about yeah. this like <laughs> random mace that you want me to carry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, okay. So, uh, you know, Giles, unfortunately, doesn't get much to do this season. Um, it Buffy is nice. Giles this season. Right. Yeah. It is nice seeing Giles, though, once he comes into the fray. Yeah. I actually am okay with how much we got Giles, too. I don't think we need – I think at a certain point in the series, we didn't need him in the role that we had him anymore. We kept right? him around because we, we like Anthony Stewart had in the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think – I don't – yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm okay with it. Like, he looks really great. Yeah. He comes on. He, he has really great moments with Buffy as kind of like, you know – the father figure who doesn't really have to teach her much anymore. Yeah. Um, Which she literally says to him. <laughs> yeah. it's I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the logical ending for Giles was either to own the magic box and be a little less in the mix or to leave altogether. And yeah. I think they made the right choices there. But then when they knew the show was ending, they were like, well, we're not going to not bring Anthony. Back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The same thing with faith. It's like faith. Uh, I think such a great, such a great journey on the season for her, especially when it, how it ties into the angel stuff, just mm-hmm. chef's kiss to everyone involved. But I, I think, you know, it doesn't make a ton of sense for her and Buffy to be best friends. All of a sudden. I mean, they work <laughs> on it a little bit, but they jump pretty quickly from like, I stabbed you and you've been in prison and hanging out with my ex to like, <laughs> Hey, want to sleep in my house? <laughs> I'll forgive that though, because there's a lot going on and they it's need true. her. Yeah. They need her as the number, right? But, but but part of that, don't you think, is that they were just like, we love Eliza Dushku, we want her back. <laughs> oh, of course. And I love Eliza Dushku, and I want her back. <laughs> <laughs> um, all, all forgiveness is there. Um, I, there was, Faith was a character that we didn't get everything we should have oh, from her. Way um, more than the sum of her parts. Way- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Orange is the New Black should have been the Faith story. Yes. She, we should have seen that. Um, <laughs> I believe that's the second time you've referenced Orange is the New Black. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about it a lot now. Um, <laughs> it's, and no, I, I just, you know, but I also don't think Faith would have fit necessarily on Buffy or Angel long term. No. I think Faith just should yeah, have had her. 100%. Story. 100%. This, we split into the bad universe politically, culturally, psychologically <laughs> when she did Dollhouse instead of the Faith spin-off. And honestly, I don't <laughs> oh, yeah. blame Eliza Dushku. I think that 100% that was the right choice for her career-wise. But the studio yeah. should have stepped in and said, no, you're going to be Faith. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Nope. And I try to see Faith whenever I watch any of that. I'm trying to be like, it's this, Faith. This, this this could be Faith. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll pretend. So yeah, let's talk about Faith because I, I don't know. I do. I do wish we had gotten more of her, but I do understand. I, I think you guys are right that like as a full-time cast member, she wouldn't have worked. So I don't think we needed more episodes of her. Um, yeah. But I do think like 
I I like their talk at end of days. I think that's a nice like, hey, we do understand each other. And because of the way the Slayers work, like, you know, even Robin Wood's like, oh, I thought this was some Slayer isolationist bullshit. Like, I think because of how they work, it makes sense that that's them being like, look, we're fine. Um, yeah, we yeah. don't need to have a feelings powwow about I buy it. That. We don't, you know, like. I, I do think that's a very good. They're end both of their more mature in their understanding of, yeah. of the job, and that gives mm-hmm. them a better understanding of each other. Yes. Listen, if the Watchers Council had just provided some much needed group therapy <laughs> or, anything or anything to all of anything, them together, health insurance, <laughs> <laughs> this could have been like the feelings could have been talked out in, 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 a, in a logical way. A logical I way. think yeah. that the um, Watchers Council could have gotten them both Cigna PPO and they could have sat down <laughs> in some kind of therapist, supernatural <laughs> therapist office, some kind of like shaman, shaman woman who who could who could sit them down and and. I don't want a vision quest. Okay, let's not Giles this, but maybe hash out some of the details of like, okay, right. so you, you're there is a chosen one, and now there's two of you. Talk about that. <laughs> I mean, all they would have had to do is tra- have one one council member that is trained in social work and therapy and psychology. What did they all do? What were their roles? I, I always think back to the season five episode where they show up and I'm looking at all of them like, what do I try do? always to remember that we're talking and no, uh, to, no apology, all apologies to Turf Island. I don't mean to offend, but they're British and British people. <laughs> when you look at like boarding school situations or any like institutions like that, they do not yeah. focus on the like, like there's not a lot of focus uh, uh, traditionally um, in those stuffy old English corridors on interpersonal stuff. There's a lot of like pushing it down, stiff upper lip stuff that I do think the show like effectively brings that perspective across. But what's crazy to me is that like even Giles should have at some point, I don't know, like I guess they have a problem with the council, but I think it would have come up more like memos he's sending where he's like, hey, we've got two slayers. Okay, so one of the slayers is dead. Now we have one again. Now we've got two slayers. Can anybody Google what we should do? <laughs> like at some point, empathy would have come in, I would hope. But- well, I mean, and right, and that's kind of like why the Watchers Council didn't like Giles because he did start right. to feel more feelings. Um, but also just i mean i guess they did replace him at one point right Right. but i feel like that should have been done a long time ago if they were really running things the way they wanted to run them uh the the council just never made sense throughout the entire series and the way they operated and their rules uh, none of it ever i mean even their power level is always confusing because they're like this omnipotent watching powerful organization with all this money and all these artifacts and these active operatives but also like a teen girl threw a sword and they all were like, Oh my God, stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, <laughs> they're severely understaffed. It's now. true. I mean, yeah. it was very satisfying to finally see them blow yes. up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And do I wish death on people? No, but, but British but, people, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> British people who, who, who control 16 year old American teenagers. <laughs> Um, but I, I, I like seeing Faith back. I like seeing her fight. I like, I also like the, you know, when her and Buffy are walking in Dirty Girls, they're having that walk and they're like kind of catching up and Buffy's kind of like digging at her. And she's like, am I getting the impression you don't want me here? And Buffy even sucks it up and is like, no, I am glad you're here. Like, and for me, that's, I, I like that. I like that shit. And I like 
you know, end of days, even though her and Buffy just had a talk, Buffy says to Spike, like, I am tired of mixed signals. I have faith for that. Like, um, yeah, it sure does feel like an ex-girlfriend, doesn't it? Right. It really <laughs> does. It's great to have like one good hookup closure scene. <laughs> or even a talk of like, remember that time. Right. I mean, like, I mean, she... Like Spike is literally being <laughs> of Angel, and like we get the whole Spike yeah. Angel thing, and then we get her mentioning Faith. Mm, interesting that you're bringing up Faith with Spike. Hmm. Right. Faith would say, "Do you remember that time?" And Buffy would say, we, "You said we would never say yes, that. Yeah. Yes, we would never talk about that again." There you go. Perfect. That's the perfect way. But even even if they didn't want to get explicit about it, like for whatever reason, we should have gotten some closure even emotionally for them as a couple of like, you know, uh, of them slaying together or of them doing something in a healthier way right. where there's boundaries and they can be like, we're friends now. Like that should have yeah. come to us. But again, they were trying to do so much in one season that you can't fault them for like – kind of yeah. sticking it in and and right. <laughs> I, that got away from me that got away from me i'll be honest with you. i'm like really okay with how they have faith in yes yeah. i don't think i have any critiques on that i think they she's in it for the perfect amount of time the short amount of time that she is in it she's like such a big figure mm-hmm. and she right? leaves you want she more is yeah yeah, and she's like a main character in in five episodes, yeah, yeah. you know. And she's, I I think it, it, I know she wasn't wearing the red tank top the entire time, but it fucking seems like <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think of that red tank top and jean jacket. Like that's what I think of as like face season seven alpha. Totally season seven alpha. Yeah, they didn't they didn't give her any change of clothes. <laughs> um, I do have a problem with that very la- like one of the very last lines where she's like, "Buffy, you're not the one only chosen anymore." Faith, you were the chosen right, two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but to be it's fair, that, that never made any sense. To she me. was in jail for most of the time that she was a slayer. So like, Buffy was the only one. Well, you know? Buffy was dead for a little bit, and Faith was, I guess, <laughs> keeping the halls yeah. of cell block. yeah that bothers me in potential when dawn's like it it would mean that she would have to die if i was the slayer she would have to die and i was like "Mm, yeah it would mean faith would have to die at that point i don't think dawn would actually dawn your sister dying wouldn't matter at all right yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. buffy's the free card now it doesn't matter she's the bonus slayer uh but okay so let's uh talk about buffy and spike (laughs) <laughs> so like you know i i i don't know if i've said this on the podcast but like any account with the word spuffy in it is usually the bane of my existence mm. um i don't know how it happened that the spuffy fandom is the most the only the like most toxic corner of the buffy fandom but i do like them together i do i think they have great chemistry i think i don't know i have issues with the first half of season seven where we never address the sexual assault. And then the end of season seven, it kind of just disappears from at all. It just kind of disappears. But even so they're both such good actors. They sell their scenes together. Mm -hmm. So like they like the way that they fucking look at each other. Yes. It's just, uh, it's tough for me because it's like the sexual assault stuff. It's hard because you look at the like theoretic, theoretically in this universe Anya and Spike have done some of the most horrifying things you can imagine to other people and so is it part of something you can forgive because he didn't have a soul and he was a demon but 
then you were also kind of into him when he didn't have a soul and was a <laughs> right. demon. And like how much of that is quote unquote your fault, which is the worst way to come at a sexual assault situation. It's the worst perspective to come from. Yeah. But it, it, the the universe itself necessitates it by the way that it tells us about these characters. And I don't love that the, that the show at no point addresses it because even though logically, yes, you could be like, it's not the worst thing he's ever done or whatever. It is to Buffy. Mm-hmm. And like, right. it is to the audience it is uniquely evil it's uniquely bad and they never touch on it so for me i fully just i and i I know that this isn't healthy but as a coping mechanism because i love the show and i love them so much i sort of pop that out in my mind and don't think about it because if i don't think about it i she he is a great adult relationship for her and they are a much more mature version of angel and buffy and I think he's obviously such a fascinating, great character and such a good foil for her self-seriousness towards the end. Yes. Um, yes. But he also does take her seriously, even when she doesn't take herself seriously. You know, mm-hmm. like they balance each other so well and they're coming from the world at such good, at such balanced perspectives that it makes for such a great pairing. But it does necessitate me to push part of the show out of my mind that I, mm. uh, in general, I just wish hadn't been included. If you weren't going to address it at uh, the level of seriousness it required, right. it was yeah. irresponsible to include at all. So I, I don't. It feels it. like they immediately regretted. Yes. 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 It feels like someone and I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth and I certainly don't want to put blame on anybody. But it feels like someone like Marty, for example, a writer who is very interested in the darkness and the pathos pushed for uh, the the darkest thing that they could and right. and landed it without realizing the consequences for the larger show. Mm-hmm. Like we still have a whole yeah. season to go. Yeah. And there is like one line where they address it, but the only the it's so disappointing and doesn't really count because he's talking to the first as Buffy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's so hard because that's you know uh, again I the 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 shippers that are in Slayer Fest mentions are normally the the worst and like I don't understand how people care so much about the show but then only care about the ships like for me I I, I don't understand that um, because for me the show is about Buffy and like sure yes I love Spike more than Angel but that doesn't mean it's not like Twilight where the central conflict is yes. about the relationship right yeah um and like. But do you think that that's what drives people to want ships more? Because they're like, they'll never really get what they want, which is just like a mm. torrid romance episode or whatever. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I just think he is so good. And like, when he gives her that speech in Touched, oh. I, I, I tweeted this. I was like, all I want is a man to give me this exact same speech. Is that so wrong? Like, all right, Ian, pencil it in. I'll do it next week. <laughs> 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 Thank you for taking the burden off of my other. <laughs> But like, I just, I feel like I, it's, I really wish they hadn't written that scene in season six. It's just, it like leaves the fans in a really bad spot too, because they do have so much goodness in season seven together. But like, we also, it it almost feels like we have to be apologetic about enjoying that. You have to yeah. be like, I really do like Spike in season seven with Buffy, but, but like, I, I, I don't like right, what he right. did. You know, you know, they should have done this and this and this. And then we have to go on a whole long tangent about like why it was wrong and shit. Uh, and it's just like that one moment, that one moment being altered, taken out, however you had it, could have left season seven open to just like fucking praise yes. for their yeah. relationship, yeah. right? Just an unapologetic praise. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of like, oh, they could have had it be that like Buffy and him get into a fight, it right? Because they had anything. fights before. 
Yeah, and he like really he could he could it would and this is really fucked up, but like him nearly 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 killing her would have been better or than accidentally that. hurting Dawn yeah. and that being yeah, a line yeah. to yeah, cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- actually think that would be perfect, Ryan. If like they're having one yeah. of their typical fights where they're like hitting each other, and like Dawn accidentally gets hit because he clearly would never have wanted right. to hurt Dawn. And then he like spirals and leaves town. That would make it, it, so much more their sense. Their relationship as an abusive dynamic, mutually abusive dynamic, would have been more interesting to explore than just sexual assaults for shock value. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that that's really what it comes yeah. down to is that there's a lot of fertile ground about how kids are impacted, about how friendships are impacted uh, from a, an abusive dynamic that they needed to work out. But yeah. uh, it, 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 ruins, it ruins all of that good work when you take it somewhere that you just are out of your depth with handling. That bathroom yeah. scene yeah. always felt out of place anyway. Like it feels like yes. it comes out of nowhere. It feels like out of nowhere. Like they, it was like a last minute decision that they decided to toss in. Cause like it just does, there's no like lead up to it. It just fucking happens. And it's like, what? Like, where did this even come from? Yeah. 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 And like, I honestly, like, I know people, like I said, people get mad, but like, I do understand why some people are like, nope, that is the line. And I never forgave Spike. Like, I do understand that. There is a line. I love him. There is a line. To me, there was a line with the show that I just did. This isn't what I signed up for with the show. And I'm not saying it couldn't have handled the topic in a different way, but what we actually literally see on screen is not what I signed up for with Mm -hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, um, it, I don't know. I, I to me that will always be the moment of the show that 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 is my ultimate like the one thing that I would change and I do in my mind. I literally <laughs> just don't think about it. I have to push it out of my mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that and it it really is it just comes down to you as a fan and how you're going to sort of cope with that moment. Are you going to put it out of your mind? Are you going to completely write that character off? Are you going to write the rest of the yeah. season off? What it, it just, you know, it's it's Fan to fan, how do you yeah. deal with it? Yeah, no, yeah. And so I do, if if like talking about just his arc in season seven, I do like his arc in season seven. I think in the yeah. middle, we spend a little too much time with him, I will say, is maybe my critique of that. We spend a little, the, the trigger stuff seems like it goes nowhere. Um, the show fell and, in know, love with him to a degree. Yes. And that's fine and because it. he's lovable, but right. we're at the end here and we're running out of time. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like I could have I could have taken for like a full Willow episode instead of like three episode arc of Spike with the first as Spike taunting him to kill more people and like eh. because also like even in um when they're talking to Andrew and he when he's in the house and I think the Jonathan as the first says to him like it's not Spike's time yet and it's like what the fuck do you mean you were having him kill people earlier in the <laughs> season just have him kill the people now. Yeah. Um and we it does that some of the plot points get a little muddy and spikes is one that gets a little muddy for me and between the, the trigger and the chip and the soul right. like guys d- d- let's it l- give him a week off <laughs> and like you said ryan the show will draw attention to that and they have that scene with robin wood where he's like so spikes chip gave him his soul back and so the soul has a trigger and they're like no 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 no, and they're trying to explain it to him but it's and like, like it's- being self-aware of your similar to glee i will always say I, being oh self-aware God, yes. of your problems as a tv show does not absolve you of those problems <laughs> ryan oh my god wait so <laughs> the reason i stopped watching glee was when they did god i can't even remember if it was the britney episode or the rocky horror episode where they someone makes a joke that it makes no sense that they're all having the same dream 
And they're like, oh, well. And then they just keep going. And I remember being like, that's not how you write that. Like, no, you can't just <laughs> wink at the camera. This isn't a music video. This is a television <laughs> show that I put seven years of my life into. Like, well, that was season two. And I remember just being like, well, now I give up because well, I yeah. was so mad that they were like, that doesn't make any sense. And someone just like laughs it off and they keep going. And that's like, why I quickly too was that general vibe. <laughs> and like that shit pisses me off because um, you can draw attention to how absurd it is, which Buffy did. Well, pri- like I remember in season three when Buffy's like, um, is it after, is it earshot? I think it's earshot where she's like, oh, Angel came over. We talked. He fed me the heart of a demon. And like, you know, she's like, you know, just girl things. And Willow's like, that's how love should be. Like that's because a fun way. they're right? pointing out how silly or how over the top things get, but we accept it as an audience. They're taking a moment to step outside and be like, isn't this a little wild? And you're like, yeah, but only works as a joke because first off, we bought into the whole thing. And at no right. point did where we were like, oh, well, that's the ninth thing we've shoved into a vampire's head <laughs> between the demon, the soul, the chip, the trigger. <laughs> um, but also, uh, it, it works because it, that doesn't present a problem for the show. The show was right. functioning fine. Yeah. The idea of this many influences on this one character does present a problem for the show because you don't know what's motivating him at any moment. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. I do love the extra Spike stuff, and that's for two okay. reasons. One, I do too. <laughs> one, I love Spike. Give me all the Spike scenes. Yeah. I love seeing Airpoint. like his backstory. <laughs> yeah. Give me all the flashbacks. But also, we get to see fucking Juliet Landau come back and toy True. with him as Drusilla. Like the first is Drusilla, and like she's so good. Their chemistry is so good, and the fact that she's like the first is using her to get to him, like switching back and forth between Drew and Buffy, like the two most important women in his life outside of his mother. Like I don't know, yeah. it works for me. Yeah, I think there's pieces of it that work great, um, yeah. and I think that's one of the pieces that I think works so great. I just I I, I feel like it was ri- well written moment to moment, but if you take a step back, there are things I would have rearranged. It's just not balanced, I don't think. I think they – if they were going to focus that much on him, they needed to focus on somebody else also. Yeah. Or I, – I don't know. Yeah, there's just a lack of balance, but I do like everything that we have. So I, there's not anything I would take out. I would just add more for some of the other characters, I think. I don't know. Yeah, it is, and it is spread out. Like I always forget how far apart Sleeper and Lies My Parents Told Me are. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's that I think that's what that's what bothers me is that like we're still doing the plot. We didn't finish yeah. the yeah. arc and we're still doing it when it felt like we finished it, but we didn't. And that's I think that's what bothers me maybe. Um but I I guess that goes to like my overall season 7 issue is like the plotting anyway. Um but okay, let's talk about Buffy because she's pretty good. I I, <laughs> <laughs> I like that lady. Yeah, she's she's all right. Um, <laughs> I remember last night me and my mom watching the finale. I was like, Faith's hair looks great in this. And my mom going, it might look better than Buffy's. <gasps> Don't tell Buffy I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I love your mom. <laughs> she, she, my mom, I was telling Zach this last night. My mom would be one of those Twitter users like trolling Slayer Fest because she loves Spike and Buffy. So <laughs> Good for her. But, I think she should bring that like, into your relationship more. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but like, I I just, you know, I, I what you said, Zach, earlier at the top of this recording of like, we get a little bit of the darkness, but it's lighter and it's more fun. And Buffy is pretty confident throughout the whole season. And I like that shit. I, I love a confident Buffy. Yeah. I think that's why I like her so much in this season is because she is 
she is so confident, even when it comes down to her making a wrong decision, she's confident in her decision going into yeah. it anyway, right? Um, I mean, it's not good. Um, yeah, she, she, the reason some of the potentials died, but like, fine, right. it's fine <laughs> because she was so confident. We, yeah, no, we I, watched uh, her go through so many apocalyptic scenarios and through so many um, horrifying, unbelievable. I mean, she dies twice. Like, right. this girl's been through the ringer, and yet they still, she's still real and she's still trying and she's still human and 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 they managed to take the character and her plot but also the character that of Buffy like who she is to a place that's satisfying mm-hmm. after seven seasons and that is really hard and yes. I I don't think it should be I, I I think people take for granted when things work um because they yeah. <laughs> expect if you're going to set out to do something that it should work but to make 22 episode seasons for 7 years except for the first season um <laughs> is a lot that's a lot that's a long journey to make her the chosen one several times of different apocalypses being faced with like different kinds of horrors and to make her still be a person who is satisfying and believable and and inspiring it's right. it's a big undertaking and and everyone involved should be really proud of Buffy the character i think mm-hmm. Buffy goes down in my opinion as if if not the greatest, easily one of the greatest television characters of all time. And season yeah. seven is a yeah. big part of why. Because yeah. she steps up. And she doesn't step up as someone else. She steps up as Buffy would. And that's yeah. great. And, and it's earned. And there's not uh, – this is what I really, really like about it is there's not this inner turmoil within her to be like, oh, I don't know if I can lead. She just does yeah. it because she knows that it needs to be done. So she just fucking does And this it. is also like yeah. post – deep depression Buffy. Yeah. So like, yeah, she comes mm-hmm. back a little tougher around the edges and a little um a little more like realistic and less like optimistic about stuff. Because she's like, yeah, w- some of us are gonna die, but like she's been through dying herself, losing people that she loves. She knows that like I need to probably prepare them for this. Otherwise they're all gonna end up like me last season. Like you know, yeah. like they need to be prepared for what's to come. And I think that's what's really great about it is that it's done so subtly. It's not it's not some big like point yes. that they have to ex- put an exclamation point in big, you know, bright neon, like a bright neon letter. Um, they like all of these little tidbits of her like doing something wrong. It's all put sprinkled in there like I don't even know how I'm describing it in just the right amount. It just feels mm real and it feels yeah. you're right the yeah, timing I, of it all feels realistic yes yes, yes. and it does we, we've earned this buffy i think like right we just and so we has have. she so yes. has she yeah. and that is mm-hmm. it's so much easier to make a character through a series of events but it seems like she chooses to rise to these occasions and become this person that she deserves to be and that wasn't a guarantee when we first met her you know yeah 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 i mean yeah like i uh, even again, I keep going back to this, but watching Chosen again last night with my mom, I I told this story in Chosen of how when Buffy gets stabbed, me and my mom because we didn't watch it together because she talks over everything. I ran into her room and we were both very worried that Buffy was gonna die. And I, it literally happened, and I was like, Mom, don't you remember when we watched this live? I ran into your room and we were both worried that Buffy was gonna die. And she was like, Well, I'm worried now again. <laughs> and like, the, we have this character that like yeah it could have gone another way because of the way the show was but we instead we get i don't know like i i again i talked about it so much in the recording for the finale but that moment of her jumping off that fucking bus she lets out a like breath like 
Don't don't mention <laughs> right? for this one. <laughs> and like looks at the road ahead, and yeah. I just I cry every time. And that is such an earned moment for this character that we love, who deserves to be able to finally, you know, she she's not mad that she's the slayer. She she accepted that seasons ago, but the fact that she's like, oh shit, I do get to like look at what's ahead, and I don't have to stay in Sunnydale. I don't have to stay on the Hellmouth. Like fuck, like. That is so beautiful to me, and that is so earned. And Sarah Michelle Gellar's acting is just ugh, and like beautiful. the decision to leave is made. Like yes. there's nothing to stay for at this point. So like, yes. yeah, she literally has the whole world in front of her at this moment. And she's never had, I think, one of the biggest like <sighs> points of tension in the first season was that you know you you're a slayer for about a year or two, right. you die right. super yeah. young, yeah. right? And this is like a great bookend to that where it's like, no, Buffy, you've not only, you don't, you don't, it's not only that you have a future, you forged a future mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah. Like this is, this is, I mean, she's looking at a crater, but like this is the road ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look so, at your beautiful work. <laughs> I fucking, I just, I, I like it. And I think that she would have had, it would have been great to see her kind of after this. I don't know. Figure out what she wants to do. Maybe take some college classes yeah. again. Go or, to Italy. Dan's you know, going to club. <laughs> yeah. fucking, don't even. Don't I'm even. Sorry, do I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So we're at the end here. Uh, I'm going to. So I know we're probably going to have the same answer. So I'm not going to say favorite episode of season seven. Uh, name like three to five episodes that are your favorites from three to five like moments or episodes that are your favorite from season seven. Uh, Ashley. Um, this may be an unpopular opinion. But Lessons is hands down my favorite season opener of all the okay. series. I all love of it. Them. I do love it. Um, it is hands down my favorite. Um, the only one that I was like trying to compare to see like do any of them hold a candle to it. And it's Buffy versus Dracula is a phenomenal episode. And like it made me pause for a second. But no, I like Lessons better. <laughs> so um, definitely <laughs> Lessons is my favorite. And also like Storyteller is amazing i understand people's um issues with andrew and his like quote unquote redemption arc i don't think he's ever like really fully forgiven and redeemed but um Mm. he does kind of become a part of the group and he survives so there's that but i feel like he we needed andrew this season to give us these like just comedy beats that we needed and and Storyteller is like one of my favorite episodes of the entire series, but is for sure my favorite like standalone bonus ep of season um, seven, which obviously like Chosen is my favorite episode. But all right. All right. Uh, Zach. Okay. I have the episode list- listed here. I won't explain anything, but I want to run through my favorites. Okay. Um, lessons, uh, conversations with dead people, bring on the night, showtime, potential, uh, dirty girls, empty places, touched, end of days. <laughs> there we go. Chosen is my favorite Buffy episode of all time. I just feel so powerful watching it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I sometimes I forget how much I love it, and I felt like, I mean, I, I, Zach and Ashley, you were there for the recording. I felt like I couldn't have been more excited and like clearly in love with an episode, right? Yeah. Like. It is Buffy. It is the thesis of Buffy. It is. Yes. And like, I I gotta say, it was really, really nice. Like the last week since that episode came out, I've had a lot of people be like, 
this episode made me cry. And like, for me that I never thought I would put out an episode of Slayer Fest that would make people cry, but so many people. Yeah. And like, you know, I had someone text me and be like, you are really sweet in this episode. You're just trying not to cry the whole time, <laughs> which was true. Um, and like, I, I used to always include chosen in my top 10 and I think eventually started to fall out, but I, I would go back and probably put it in mm-hmm. the top 10. Um, out of, okay. So out of the, the finales, where does chosen rank for you? Um, I think out of finales, it would be right. It would be right under graduation day for me. Graduation day is my fate. Graduation day, part one and two, I count as one, and becoming part one and yeah. two, I count as one. And I think I know a lot of people say the gift, and I do think the gift is a great episode. Oh, but so good. I I think it would be like graduation day, chosen, becoming, and the gift. I think. I think it's fair. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I do love Prophecy Girl, though. It is. That is. Oh, good. I don't think there's a bad finale, right? It's yeah. there's, there's not really it, it, a bad it's, episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just what your favorite is yeah. as a fan. Yeah. It's just that's all the yeah. Um Ryan, what are what were some of your favorite episodes and moments? The ending of Lessons to me, um, to introduce the first was I, yeah. I, I I get chills watching it now. I will forever get chills. It is such a genius move to bring all the big bads back and give a speech to Spike, who is like the not big bad, but also <laughs> like a uh, 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 a malevolent force throughout the show. <laughs> um, love, love, love. Um, I also really uh, conversations with dead people is stunningly beautiful. It's it's yeah. wonderfully done, and it's such a smart time in the season for it. It's it's great. Um, I the middle of the season to me dips a little bit. I don't yeah. hate it by any means, but it just dips until Storyteller for me, which is like an all-time banger, bot mm-hmm. slaps. She <laughs> went off. She snapped. She showed the girls what they should have did. Um, <laughs> and then there's other bits throughout the season that I think have really great, like there are great moments, but I think Chosen is such an undeniable, perfect episode to me. Mm. Um, it's not I, it's weird because I would say Chosen is – if you ask me, is Chosen your favorite episode of Buffy? I would say yes, even though I know that it isn't. And it's not my favorite <laughs> finale and it's not my favorite – but it is Buffy to me. Like that yeah. episode makes yeah. me feel the way that Buffy makes me feel in general. It, it is yeah. It is just – it's an encapsulation. It's this vertical slice of, of the show and it is also a crowning achievement. And I, I love it. Um, But I before – because we were – talking about it briefly i do have to say Anne is my favorite season opener by far <laughs> you you've got buffy with a hammer and a sickle doing a socialist revolution <laughs> and reclaiming her identity as a queer woman i mean uh, a woman um, i i will never ever ever move past Anne. i think it's it's Anne is so great to me um and my favorite finale it's it's really a toss-up between chosen and the gift but yeah. chosen is a unique episode among yes. all of the show of, of the whole run yeah. um mm. and so for that, it's hard to even compare. But season seven has lots of little great moments. I mean, there's lots of little running jokes that I like. I love the stuff with Robin Wood and his his backstory. Um, uh, stuff with Faith, hot girls with superpowers. I mean, come on. We didn't even talk about <laughs> Narl. <laughs> yeah, and he's one of. The, I think he is one of the like scarier. I think scariest. he's so iconic. Like yeah. you, everyone remembers Narl, and like. Yeah. I, I, Ian, I think I've told you this before, but like that episode freaked me 
out Mm -hmm. because I was also a young viewer. So like (laughs) I, it freaked me out and I like still to this day have a hard time feeding my cats like the shreds because all I think about is like Willow's skin (laughs) as he pulls it off and my cat's name is Willow. So that doesn't make it any better. (laughs) So you're gnarl. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. So I, I think for me, Conversations with Dead People is such a good episode. Like, I, it's, it's wild that, like, doing the interviews with the costume designer, I learned how late in the game they brought Cassie in. Uh, cause, like, his script still had Tara as mm-hmm. the one talking to Willow. Um, and I will say, I am forever grateful they do not have it be yeah. Tara. Me too. As a, as a teen watching it, I was like, oh, I really wanted it to be Tara. But as an adult watching, I'm like, no, that's way too cruel. Too dark. Um, Bless yeah. Amber Benson. Yes. And, and like, I don't think Willow would have bought into all of it the, to the degree. As much, yeah. Yeah, I think Willow's too smart. Yes. Um, and it's wild that 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 actress was able to come in and nail it. Like she nail. does. She fucking job. destroyed. I remember looking her up after the fact and being like, this is one to watch in my stable because like yeah. she is so yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. She, it's wild to think that like they replaced that the, like they brought her in, had to change the dialogue. Like so, she probably didn't have much time to rehearse if the costume designer script still had Tara. Right. And like, yeah. but boy, like I think of her being like, not it me so often and like ooh, so and good the, the, so like, good her facial expressions are like just yeah. she kills yeah. it and like when when she like sucks her face into herself just like yeah. the way the look on her face before that happens i just it's she's so good yeah cassie has what two episodes and she has such mm-hmm. a big presence yeah. in this season yeah. she did a iconic fucking phenomenal job she, yeah. another yeah. another instance of a buffy character not having as much time as you would think to make such an iconic presence right Right, no. right. And like, you know, if you think about it too much, it barely even makes sense that it's Cassie because Willow didn't meet her. But like, she she does such a good job that it's like, whatever, that's fine. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I do want to mention before uh, that uh, while we were talking about our favorite episodes, I, I did skip over and I should have mentioned, I also think Selfless is a beautiful episode. Yeah. And it, yes. it, it, it gets, it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um. I so I conversation with dead people is is probably like my fifth favorite Buffy episode of all time. I just it's it does such a good job of like blending in the horror. Um, and Buffy had kind of, for better or worse, I don't th- I don't think it's a detriment, but it had mostly dropped the horror stuff. Um, at this point, but it you know the dawn stuff is creepy, and you feel bad for her. Like the ghost that's visiting her is her fucking dead God, mom. Awful. Like Jesus Ugh. Christ. Yeah. Um. I think that episode is one of the best episodes of the show. I love Chosen, um, but I I love that episode. I think it's great. I think Chosen is great. I, Lessons again. I I was so happy the reading I got for that episode because like this bitch she thinks ahead, and I am so glad I banked that Stacey Abrams content, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I will tell everyone I had her record that line reading and her Chosen outro. Two years ago when I recorded her interview. <laughs> Some, because this I, bitch knows how to plan. <laughs> yeah, listen. He knew, he, he knew something was going to go down. He said, that, Buffy Riders, take some, take some notes. <laughs> I, I, I thought I had, which worked in my favor. Um, And like, I think, if anything, I almost wish it's such a cool way to introduce the first that I almost wish they had waited. Because, I, I don't know, I... I love it so much that, but I wish it happened to Buffy. Like I go back to that. Like I wish, like I wish in Chosen when it's like, oh, mommy, this mortal wound's all itchy. Like I think that would be a perfect moment for it to have turned into 
every big bad she faced almost to have her be like, fuck you. Like I killed all those people and I'm going to kill you. Like I just, I wish it had, there had been a moment where Buffy saw them all. Mm-hmm. I get it. No, he didn't. The first didn't want the smoke. Yeah, did. The, the, the first didn't have the budget is what happened. I'm sure no. <laughs> the first like, Ooh, we can't afford that. So we'll just keep it as Buffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I do like the, that lessons kind of resets, right? It's, it's showing you where all the characters are and it's, it feels like a season three episode. Mm-hmm. And I mean that in the best way possible. Cause I love season three. Yeah. Um, you know, we spend most of the time at the high school and I think it's fun. It has that really cool end. Um, we never really learn who did the talisman. I guess it was Caleb. I don't know. Um, but it doesn't matter. It's fine. It's just, you know, especially the high school antics was a lot of just weird shit is happening at the high school. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was Marcy. And I do love selfless. Um, I think Emma Caulfield's performance, that whole episode, oh especially at the end. Uh, <gasps> And, like, my heart breaks for her when she sees her best friend, like, go up in flames. Like, oh. fuck. Um, yeah. And I just, it, I, I, yeah. And I, but I will say that um, my favorite episode of Slayer Fest 98 this season was chosen. I've never been prouder of a fucking episode. And all three of you had really big parts in that. And I want to tell everyone that Ryan, I gave him, like, four lines I had written of a previously on, and Ryan expanded it to that, which was, Perfect. Ryan, you did a fucking great job. Thank you. Ryan's just a Buffy fan who just took the mic and started talking about the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's very natural. Very natural He's like, him. I got this. I don't even need to write it. <laughs> I don't even need a mic. I'll just start yelling. <laughs> what, are your, what are your opinions on season <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I guess, uh, where, do, what, where do we give season seven overall? I know, Ashley, you prepared for this. I did. Um, I almost gave it, and I feel like I'm going to maybe be a higher grade. I don't know. I love season seven, but I almost gave it a B plus because of having to see Warren's fucking face so many times, but <laughs> I settled on an A minus. Um, okay. I feel like the Scoobies really outside of them kicking her out, which I'm not even going to get into because we're at the end, but outside of that, <laughs> they work so well together as a team at this point. Like everyone just does what they need to do without like, having any struggle with like their piece of what's going on. Um, and also like we get Juliet Landau, we get the fucking scene at the end of lessons. Like y'all said earlier, like I still, every single time I watch that, I get chills. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's so good. And like, yeah, some stuff doesn't quite uh, line up. Right. But I feel like it's overall a very entertaining and high stakes season. And like, we get the ending that we need. the The finale gave me everything I wanted from the series finale for this. Like, uh, hands down, my favorite series finale of any show I've ever watched. So, um, but fair. yeah, I just love season seven, and I gave it an A minus. And I had to rate every season in order to land on that because grading is hard for me. And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan. I will give it um, on the scale of a regular television show an A plus. On the scale of Buffy, I will give it a B. Okay, that's very. F- I think it's okay. That's a good one. Uh, Zach, what grade do you give it? Oh, uh, oh goodness, I'll give it a solid A. I feel like I have a lot of nostalgic ties to <laughs> it, which bumps that grade up mm-hmm. more than it probably should. Yeah, but also I do think like when you said it's kind of a reset season. Mm-hmm. And the the potential or not potential um, lessons. It's like a reset episode. I think that's you know nail on the head there because 
yeah, seven seasons in, that's seven years of, of, of lore and all of that. And it does feel like they kind of just hit the reset button and they were like, okay, we're going to simplify it a little bit. We, we did create all of this lore, but we're going to make it just a little bit fresher for us to go forward. And it feels like a fresher season to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just love it. I just love it. I love all of <laughs> everything about it. So, hey. I, I give it the exact same grade Ryan did of a, of a regular TV show, A plus, of Buffy. I give it a B. Um, I'm right. I wasn't even that much I higher have, than y'all. I feel better. Yeah. Well, I, I, I figured you and Zach would have the same. I figured you and Zach would feel more the same way. Me and Ryan would feel yeah. the same way. Um, yeah. Um, thank you to all three of you. You were, you've all been great. And I like really appreciated all the support. Ryan, you've helped with so much shit. And uh, this coming Saturday, Sunday, March 13th. March 13th. Is that the right day? Yes, it is. Yes, March 13th. Uh, come see me and Ryan and a bunch of other great folks. Uh, we're going to be doing a Slayer Fest 98 live in New York at the Stonewall Inn. Um, you can find I will be in full drag as Darla from the pilot. And when I tell I... you the level of commitment that is going into this look, <laughs> you will be shocked. You will be shocked. So go. You're going to want a picture with me. Oh I'm God. putting in an effort that I've never put in in my life. <laughs> <laughs> your Drew Barrymore from Scream Drag was fucking A plus, so, so I can't imagine. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're around and you want to come, uh, come see us at Stonewall. Um, you can get tickets on Eventbrite or like look at our socials. Um, and thank you all for listening to our Buffy coverage. We will still be covering certain episodes as they turn 25, and this summer we will be going to Angel, where Zach and Ryan will both be co-hosting among some other folks. Um. If you like Slayerfest 98, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere else you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to us and give us a good rating because it's much appreciated and helps out the podcast. If you want to support us, you can find us on Patreon, where we're covering Harley Quinn Season 2 this month and also continuing our coverage of What If. Um, and my mom and I will still be doing some uh, watch-alongs together where we record stuff after. If you want to follow us on social media, we are at SlayerFestX98. If you want to follow me, I am at IanXCarlos on all platforms. Ashley, where can everyone find you? If you are interested in any other TV podcasts, um, I work on two others. Uh, there's a She-Ra and the Princesses of Power podcast called Hey Adora, a queer She-Ra podcast, and an original Roswell podcast called Pass the Hot Sauce. I am on Twitter at MythTaken314 and Instagram at Cause I'm Feeling Fine with no G. Ryan, where can everyone find you? I am at Ryan Houlihan on all social media platforms, and you're an adult who can find me. <laughs> Zachary, where can everyone find you? Uh, you can find me as part of My Bloody Judy. We are on YouTube now. We are on Twitter everywhere. My Bloody Judy. That's where you can search us. And uh, thank you all for listening. We will be taking a short break, but we'll see you all soon. Um, thank you to all three of you for being here. And thank you, everyone, for listening to our Buffy coverage, because I don't think I thanked everyone enough in the Chosen finale. So thank you all. It's been a lot of fun covering the show. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Insert little Buffy smile here. <laughs> <laughs>